Hi everyone, welcome to the second part of Sweet Memories of My Friend Elvis by Marilyn Demeter. In part one, Marilyn told me all about when she met Elvis for the first time in 1955 and how their friendship blossomed. She spoke of being invited to Graceland at Christmas 1957 and how later on in 1969 she was instrumental in getting the script for Change of Habit to Elvis. In part two, we pick up the story as Elvis returns to live performances in July of 1969. Marilyn recounts seeing him live at the Nassau Coliseum, Uniondale, meeting him before the show, and the hilarious first meeting between Elvis and her husband. So uh, after 1969, uh, as we know, he, he, went, uh, he went back to live performances, and you, you saw him live uh, a couple of times, did you? I did. I never went to Vegas, but every every show that he did in New York City, from Madison Square Garden to the uh, Nassau Coliseum, um, I saw them. I was there for each one of them, and um, that was '72 and '75. And in '75, at the Nassau Coliseum, I uh, went backstage. And with this is the first time he met my husband, mm -hmm. and that's a funny story if you want to hear that. Yeah, one. Oh yes, please, yes. Uh, uh, he came out of out of the dressing room. This is before the show in, at the Nassau Coliseum, and we were we were there waiting for him outside. And he looks at me, and he of course he he knew he wouldn't remember who I was. He knew me, and he looked over at my husband, and it was previous to this. I said. To, I, my husband's name was Leslie. I said, Les, uh, do you know what you're going to say to Elvis when you meet him? Some people are pretty, um, you get tongue-tied. Mm. He said, oh, no, no, hey, don't worry about what I am. I'm, I'm going to say the right thing. Elvis puts his hand out to him, and he goes, my husband says to him, so you're the truck driver. <laughs> That's a great thing to say. That's a brilliant thing to say. Huh? I, I bet not many people said that to Elvis. <laughs> Exactly. I wanted to stay under the floor. And Elvis <laughs> looked at him. He stopped for a second and he grabbed him. He grabbed my husband and he just like put his arms around him and he started to laugh. <laughs> and I, just like you laughed, just yeah. the way you laughed right now. And I thought, oh God, you talk about egos with men. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I know it's funny. You, you you know you were worried about your husband being tongue tied when when you know you know when he met Elvis. But I I know for a fact I would have just turned into some sort of stuttering idiot, or or, or I would have or I would have fainted. You know, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a lot of fainting. <laughs> not just women. Not just women. <laughs> not just women. No, that's what's so wonderful about him is that men and women mm. um, loved him dearly. Yeah. You know, you can't just say he was old. No, he was a real man, man. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you then, you, you, this was before the show, so you then watched the show. And did you get, uh -huh. did, did you get to meet Elvis after the 1975 show? Uh, it was the night we went back to, um, he asked us to come back to his hotel. Mm -hmm. It was in between shows. That was the afternoon show. There was an evening show. So okay. uh, his show was at uh, Kennedy. His hotel was near Kennedy Airport where the, where the uh, plane was. And um, <laughs> uh, we went back. We went to his suite. 
And you know who was with him at that time was you interviewed the girl and excuse me for my mental state. I cannot remember her name. She was the beautiful girl with the long blonde hair. You've done an interview with her. Oh, yeah. Um, Diana Goodman. Goodman. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Well, my husband almost fell out of his, <laughs> his jockey shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, a... <laughs> and uh, she, he, Elvis had asked everyone to kind of like leave us because he wanted to hear very much about, hung... my husband was Hungarian and he was in the Hungarian Revolution. Uh-huh. That's another story. And Elvis wanted to hear about it because I don't know if you know a part that Elvis played in the Hungarian Revolution. Right. Uh, and he asked people to uh, please, he was going to send, I, I believe it was his whole salary at the time uh, for the people in, in Hungary. And uh, he asked people to please, if they could send money to the um, whatever it was, some organization that would take care of him. Well, when my husband left Hungary, he was in the revolution, he was one of the uh, revolutionaries. He left Hungary and he was put into a, a camp once he got out. My husband didn't speak English, he spoke French and German mm -hmm. and Hungarian. And he was in the camp and there were, um, I'm trying to think, was it the Red Cross or some organization that was there? And he had nothing. He had nothing but the clothes on his back. And it took him uh, about three weeks to actually get out of Hungary. When he was in the camp, he needed toothbrushes. He needed combs. He needed everything, you know, to take care of yourself, underwear, everything. Well, uh, an American man handed him a paper bag that was filled with everything that he would need or all the men there that, that were uh, escapees. And my husband said thank you to him. And the man said, don't thank me, thank Elvis Presley. Uh -huh. My husband had no idea what Elvis Presley was. It could have been, but he never forgot the name. It could have been a corporation. He always said it could have been a corporation. It could have been anything. I didn't know. But yes. that's what the man said to him, thank Elvis Presley. And so um, uh, he had gone to Canada first before he, he, he went to Bermuda. Long story short. That was it. So my husband always wanted to thank Elvis for whatever he did and Elvis wanted to hear about it and he was very interested going back now to uh, to the hotel in uh, at LaGuardia Airport uh, Kennedy Airport excuse me and um, uh, that's what they talked about he wanted to know all about it and my husband got a chance to thank him they talked about that and then they went into uh, a thing between the two of them like who was the poorest uh, which was a uh, I'm listening to I'm watching these two men in my life that I love dearly just conversing back and forth and laughing their heads off <laughs> a little off her jokes and who was who had the it was a I don't know there was something they they started on the outhouse they didn't <laughs> so, who, who the worst outhouse experiences. I mean, this is the kind of guy that, I mean, here's Elvis Presley, the biggest star in the world, and they're talking about outhouses. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but that's how Elvis was. 
when you when you left after that visit in in 1975 uh, what what did you think of, of Elvis because obviously you first met him in 1955 so you you you'd seen him you'd known him for 20 years what what how, how did you feel after that final visit I told my husband in the car that I didn't think he was going to live more than 5 years mm-hmm. and my husband said, well, I says no there's something's not right and um I just felt it in my heart. I, I have, well, I have deep feelings and deep emotional feelings for everyone. Um, I've learned that I have, like, I'm an empath and I feel things deeply. Mm. I just said to myself, no, there's something that's just not right with him. And uh, whether it was illness or things, to, I know he had glaucoma, but. It was just something you just said he was he was failing uh, I just was my perception that he wasn't going to live five years and he only lived two more mm. so I was right in that <clears throat> but yeah did, did you did you watch the Elvis in concert uh, movie uh, three months uh, I think it aired in October of 77 were you kind of shocked at the change in him between 75 and 77 uh, yeah sure um, it was, um, to me though, he looked like he was, uh, medicated and I believe now, of course, that, uh, he had illnesses that he needed the medication for. Mm, yes. As you live and you learn, um, my husband at an older age, he became sick and he was given similar medications. He was given steroids and and painkillers and all like that. And similar things happened to him. Um, so uh, that's how I feel about it. Um, a lot of people say he wasn't ill. I think he was ill. <clears throat> well, I um, I don't know if you're familiar with the book. I actually interviewed the, the author a few months ago. Uh, uh, Destined to Die Young. Uh, the Hodel book? Is that the one about the gene? Yes, the gene? yeah. I mean, what Sally said was that, you know, a lot of uh, his problems were actually hereditary. I think I think it's a possibility, um, but there's not much. I don't know if she's proved it, actually. It's her theory. Um, mm. She'd have to, I think she'd have to have somebody in the family have a DNA test to prove if that was there but uh, all of these theories that go around there are so many theories and will we ever know I don't think so no we will we'll never, we'll never know categorically um, <clears throat> why he, ha- he had the problems he had uh, now my um, opinion uh, on you know what what killed Elvis was was a heart attack. Uh, I mean, it, there's mm-hmm. always rumors floating around as you know it was an overdose or the drugs killed him, or he was murdered or something like that. But you know, m- me personally, I, I believe that that's that's what took Elvis Presley was a heart attack. I do too. For a while, to be perfectly honest, I thought it might be suicide. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't know how he could go on stage after after that horrible book was written. That had to be weighing at that time on him. I I just think that that was a, a horrible thing for him to have to face. 
that plus his weight and or not that I don't think that he actually was that heavy. I think that it was the steroids and the things that were being given to him yes. that made him look that way. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it it was more it was more bloating than than fat uh, because you know exactly. he he, he didn't he didn't have the appearance of somebody who is overweight. His limbs were the, it just looked normal like a normal weight person it was like you say it was the bloating in in the in the stomach and yes. and the the face and also of course he had the colon problem as well yes and i think that's what did the, the um, that had to be a terrible problem for mm. him yes and that's too personal i mean just it's awful that we even know that yes i agree yeah um where were you on the day that you found out that elvis had, had uh, died i was in my home and I had, for the afternoon, I was on the phone uh, talking to a friend who had just uh, left the job. We, we were co-workers and, and best buddies. And uh, she had just quit her job, and we were on the phone a good two hours. And during that conversation, someone was clicking into the, they were trying to get through to me. Or, and what I said to her is, I said, somebody's trying to get either you or I. You hear the clicks in the phone? And uh, she said, yeah, I says, well, we, I think we better get off. Mm. So I hung up the phone and I stood up. And with that, my husband comes running in the door. Now, my husband never came home in the afternoon. So for him to come into the, to, and he just looked at me. He stood there. He was white as a ghost. And he stood there and he looked at me like, and I said, what's the matter? And he just, he said, Elvis is dead. Mm. And I said, no. I says, no, no. That I says, this goes on all the time. I says, how many times have we heard Elvis die? Mm. And I, that's not true. It's not. He said, it is. And he put on the television. He says, it's all over the television. And he put the television on, and I just, like you said, faint. I didn't faint, but I fell to my knees, and I just sobbed. And he, he stood there, and he, he tried to hold me, and he just, I could see that it, for him, Having only even met him once, he was, he just, it was like a brother to him then. And it was, it was just horrible. And uh, he said to me, why don't you go to Memphis? And I tried, I called the airlines right away. I wanted to go to Memphis to be there. And um, the planes were full. There was only, I believe, one flight out. And sure enough, we watched everything on television. But, uh, and I sent, of course, I sent flowers and, we sent cards to, to Vernon, and we got beautiful thank you notes from everyone. They were very polite about always, always thanking us for whatever we did for them. That's one thing about the Elvis family, the, the Presleys. They were very, very um, polite. Mm. Um, so there was, uh, you know, I always, one of the things that angers me about those following days after Elvis's death was even in death there was no sort of privacy there was the picture taken of Elvis in the casket wasn't there by uh, a relative of his yeah cousin right yeah mm -hmm. yeah the 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 front of the national Enquirer, wasn't it yeah mm -hmm. I, I always thought that was a, a very sad thing to do but of course it was it was in exchange for money there was money changed hands people making money off of Elvis. Uh, how do you think uh, about how sort of Colonel Parker uh, went on after uh, Elvis's death? It was almost like uh, 
you know, Elvis's body might have died, but he's still very much alive. I think he got that right, though, didn't he? Um, you know, as, as bad as it sounds, he probably realised that it wasn't the end. When Elvis died, it wasn't the end. Oh, no, no. no. He, he knew exactly what he had to do. Uh, the thing that I resent is that he tried to get everything away from Vernon. Hmm. Um, he wanted it all. I think, but in in that way, I have to thank uh, Priscilla for for fighting Parker on those different things. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think Vernon had the the ability. He was beyond, you know. I mean, he was just destroyed emotionally, physically. Um, well, but, uh, he would he would have got him obviously at a, a very vulnerable time, and we do know that. Uh, Vernon trusted Tom Parker uh, a lot. Um, you know, it's been said that uh, he was grateful to Tom Parker for getting, uh, you know, them what he promised. Because I think he promised Elvis that he would be a millionaire by the end of 1956. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, and as we know, <laughs> he was a millionaire over and over and over again. Yes, that's true. He did. That's what Elvis's loyalty was. He did for him what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, Absolutely we we, we, we know that there was a couple of occasions where uh, Elvis wanted to get rid of uh, Tom Parker. And he did at one time say, right, that's it. It's all over. But uh, Tom Parker um, s- sort of drew up uh, an account of what he th- said Elvis owed him. And uh, at the time, um, Vernon and Elvis, they just didn't know where they were going to get the money from. So uh, it, it was sort of all forgotten. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, uh, he would have been he would have been much better off at a certain point without him. It may have been uh, when he came back uh, from Europe. When he came back, when he realized, I think, that he couldn't travel to Europe, he he should have been more wise that there was more of a reason why he couldn't go. Um, that would have been so exhilarating for him to have gone to England, to have gone to Europe, to have gone to Japan, wherever he wanted to go, because he had fans, phenomenal fans all over the world. Mm. And he's probably the only great star that wasn't able to travel out of the country. That's what he should have realized. Yeah, I think it's it's one it's one of the biggest regrets uh, of Elvis fans that, that he didn't tour uh, outside of America. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that was all because of Parker. Mm. Um, Parker not being able to leave the country and not be able to get a passport. It's funny. I mean, I'm sure somebody could have uh, represented Colonel Parker outside of the United States, but obviously Colonel Parker just didn't want to trust anybody with the job. No, I think that's true. Um, he was. He had to be hands-on, and he was watching all all the money. Mm. Did you hear the interview with, um, oh, what's his name? Another uh, entrepreneur who um, who put Elvis into the con- into his concerts. Was it Weins- Jerry Weinstein? Oh, no. I, I spoke to Charles Stone oh. there a few uh, weeks ago because Charles uh, did work uh, representing Elvis in, in the concerts. But no, uh-huh. not, not, I, I haven't heard the one with Jerry, no. Well, he tells the story of how Parker gave him 
uh, a suitcase full of cash after the first concert. And that was all the money from the memorabilia, from the from all the artifacts, the uh, programs and everything that Parker made the money on. And he split that with Jerry Weinstein. And Elvis got none of that. Hmm. And I think that's part of, I mean, I'm just telling you that because I try to think that had they gone overseas, that's why Parker wanted to always be there. There was so much cash hmm. that was, you know, that was made. And that was part of what, and he took it all. Parker took all of that cash. Oh, I, I, I must admit, I, I hadn't heard that story, no. Yeah, it's, um, he tells a story how they divided up uh, the money from the concert. Um, he tells how it was to deal with Parker. It's an interesting, it's an interesting video uh, that he gave Jerry Weinstein half, and then Parker took half and then gave Elvis half of Parker's. But then all of the extra cash money that came in from the, the concessions was Parker's. Right. So Elvis, that, and yet out of Elvis's money, he had to pay his band. He had to pay all his people. Hmm. Uh, and uh, that's why I think in the end, El Elvis could have had so much more had he had an, a regular manager or um, that wouldn't have happened. As a matter of fact, my boss told me that that would never have happened. They, when they heard how much Parker was getting, uh, they thought it was a, an abomination hmm. that Elvis would even go along with that. Yeah, yeah. But Elvis wasn't a businessman. No, no. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. You know. He was an entertainer. Um, mm -hmm. he, he kind of. He, he left the the money side to Vernon and uh, Tom Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. As long as long as the money was there, every time he wanted to buy something or wanted to go somewhere or so forth, then uh, he was happy, I suppose. Yes, yes, he, he did what he wanted. He had enough what he wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, after after Elvis uh, passed, what, what have you what have you been doing with yourself since those uh, that that terrible day? Uh, since then, um, I didn't really get back into the Elvis world much. Um, went on with my life, had children, uh, raised them. And then uh, when my husband passed in 2015, and then I was advised to find myself again because I adored my husband. Mm. And I said to myself, how do I find myself again? So let me get back into maybe what I was before and try to find myself again. And I got back into the Elvis world, and that's where I saw online in a, all of these uh, fan clubs that had started up again and all these people. And then as I read more and more, I said, oh, there's so much, there's so many lies, so many misconceptions mm. that this is all it's gone way overboard. It can't be done anymore. We've got to do something about um, getting the truth out, what he was what he was about. And I, that's where I said, I think in the beginning when I started talking to you, I feel his spirit. I feel that although he died, he had such a tremendous spiritual thing going that his, his, us, he, he's still in that way. He's with us. Mm. Uh, and I, you can't forget him once you've been, once you knew him and I don't think anyone has. 
Have you been to uh, Graceland since uh, it opened in 1982? No. My daughter was there a few, uh, two or three years ago. She told me all about it, and uh, no, I hadn't. I, and she said it was uh, it was phenomenal to see all of the displays and everything, but I wouldn't want to go back. No, because they they actually say that you know you can feel his presence in Graceland to this day. Oh, I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I could I feel mean, it. I could feel it when I went. Definitely. Mm. I, uh, obviously, the, the the place I could feel it the most was actually in the meditation garden. Yeah, I would love to be there, and I, maybe someday I will. Mm. Um, um, before I go, <laughs> before <laughs> I head on. But um, yeah, it's it's very sad. I get very emotional about it. In as you say, it, it it's sad that there's. Uh, you actually said to me in in uh, the messages you you wrote to me just prior to this uh, this interview that the, the salacious rumors that plague Elvis to this day, uh, especially the, the the ones about uh, I can hardly say this the paedophilia. Yes. Oh, I thank you for bringing that up, Steve. Um, more and more on my internet feed. And for people that I know that I speak to, um, family, people, and all that, they will bring this up to me because it's coming up a lot. Mm. And um, it seems that uh, they've given up on Michael Jackson and saying that, and now they want it to be Elvis. For some reason, people have these horrible minds, and they don't realize the context of the times. Um, I believe it. It more or less started with Priscilla that these rumors started that she was so young that and things that she has said in uh, in her book and she has said on television, which she has now changed. I my husband was ten years older than I was. Um, Elvis was ten years older than I was, but it wasn't like. Uh, in the beginning, let's say in the remember I said he was he was a high, a high school kid when he started out. He wasn't a, a grown man. He was a high school kid, he, he, and he liked young girls. Why wouldn't he? I mean, if you were living in that time, there was no. Uh, it wasn't a bad thing today. Now in in 2021, it seems that it's it's an absolute horror to go out with someone who's younger than you. Hmm. Um, and they've turned this into something that's really not not fair. It's not right. I don't want it to be his legacy. It's got to stop. I truly believe that it won't. There'll be a time when uh, even the media will see the uh, the futility of, of bringing it up every few months, making another uh, attempt to try and besmirch his, his name. Uh, it's been tried before and it's failed, and I believe it will again. I sure hope so, Steve. I think you may have a, you may be the best outlet for for doing that, for maybe interviewing his, if you could get in Margaret and all the other ones, to speak about this. Mm. That um, he was a very in in he was a very decent person. Like I said, he his he had strong religious beliefs, very strong religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. So many people want to believe. The worst. Some people want to make him into Jesus Christ, and some people want to make him Beelzebub. Yeah. Um, 
it's and he was neither you know he was a human being he was he was a man like you are steve Mm. he was a man like my husband was and that's really what he was humble as you said the word you said the right word humble yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying 100%. But as you know, uh, it will continue for a while because unfortunately, it sells papers, it get it gets clicks on the internet. And there will also be a minority of people who believe everything that's written in in the press. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you think that Priscilla may be the one to stop it? Yes, yes. I also doesn't come forward. I mean, it certainly isn't up to Lisa to say anything. It's it's up to her because she has changed her story. And I do believe it started there. And then with some other fellow who is in Alana Nash's books, Brian Raphael. And um, he also has said some things that are absolute lies mm. about El- that he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe, which is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, that he had young kids, young girls up to his room all day. He did not. Mm-hmm. He did not. Mm-hmm. Yes, unfortunately, uh, th- there'll always be those sort of rumors going around that, uh, you know, uh, just rumors. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And it's, you have to stop it. Someone had told me, which, which I hadn't known, is that uh, President, when Jimmy Carter was president, now that was uh, in set the 70s, about the time that Elvis died. Before that, he had, uh, Carter had asked him to be an ambassador for the youth, and Elvis would have accepted. And then um, when they found out uh, the things about drugs and that it was uh, all this, that it was pulled back from him and he wasn't allowed to do it. That was another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Elvis, you know, to call him an addict is not the right thing because we get a different interpretation of an addict. I think he was sick and he became addicted to the drugs that he was given, uh, heroin or any of those drugs. Yeah, the street drugs, the thing that we sort of associate as as being an addict. Yeah, I mean, mean, (laughs) he needed those drugs to keep going. They were were prescription drugs for legitimate uh, health issues. Which is completely, mm-hmm. which is completely different to being an addict. However, he did unfortunately become to rely on them. That's the difference. Exactly. I love the way you put it. I love the way you put it. That's right. And um, he couldn't give them up. Mm. They made him feel good, and mm. he had to perform every single day of his life. He had to look great, and he had to, you know. Uh, that's what I mean when people don't understand about that life. Uh, he couldn't go out in public ever, uh, with an unshaven or disheveled like everyone else can. It was just to keep that up, to keep how he looked up and his body and his the thinness. That was another thing, too, with the movies. Uh, he had to be so thin, and that basically wasn't his body type. Constantly wanted him to be thin. And of course, as he got older, uh, it does get harder to keep the weight off. And I'm speaking from sort of personal. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I was as thin as a rake when I was younger, but it's starting to thicken up a little bit around the waist. So it's it's not easy. Okay, so it's 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 really been it's really been lovely uh, speaking with you, Marilyn. I, I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you very very much. Is there is there anything you'd 
like to say about Elvis just to, to round off the conversation? I would. I would like to say something about his generosity and the things that he would like to have done in his name. Many people, um, they send flowers to Graceland on his birthday and on the day of his death and all. And I think that he, Memphis, as you know, has gone from, it was the queen city when in the 50s and 60s. It was a beautiful, beautiful city. It has diminished terribly mm. right now. Um, and um, there's a lot of crime. There's a lot. Of, if people could use their powers, the fans could use their powers to do something to bring Memphis back and uh, to do charitable work in his name and do good deeds for people in his name. I think that would be the better legacy of everything and let it be known that, that that's who they're doing it for because that would be the legacy I think that he would have wanted. Yeah, well, um, you and I are going to try and keep this legacy going as long as we can. Uh, I I often think, you know, I'd like to try and turn as many young people on to Elvis Presley because, you know, uh, me and you aren't going to be around forever and we'd like to really sort of pass the baton on to another another generation, a, newer, a younger generation of fans. So that's what I'd like mm -hmm. to try and do as well is try and get as many new fans as possible through this channel and, and just other things as well. I, I know you will, because uh, you'll be here quite a bit longer than I will. But I know <laughs> you're already, in my estimation, you're doing the best job possible. You have the most interesting people. Everyone has their own perception yeah. of what it was like. And it's just, it's so nice to see um, how people feel and what, what, they, what they lived with and saw. And um, it, it all brings us to him in, in but through everybody else's point of view mm. and then there's some other people too online who who try desperately to get his um, um, black lives matter to Elvis that that group uh-huh that's a wonderful have you, are you on that on with them I don't think I am no no that's um, a magnificent group that uh, that set out to prove that Elvis was not a racist that's another um, untruth about yes. him that, that's that's and, that's t totally ridiculous I, I don't even know how that got any traction whatsoever mm -hmm. you may want to join that to see how that goes because uh, there is unbelievable amount of proof his friendship with Muhammad Ali how deep that was mm. with James Brown and all the different uh, Sammy Davis jr. all it's it's they have everything that uh, they said about him and their relationship and how it went and it's um, it's a beautiful thing to know because that should not be known either that should not be the way it is he was not a racist for a southern boy to have evolved that much because he grew up with black people mm -hmm. yes yeah he, uh, he he thought a lot of Roy Hamilton that was another oh. another person that he thought a lot of mm -hmm. and think of how what he did for uh, Jackie Wilson. Jackie Wilson, yep. yep. And uh, all of those, Sam Cooke, all of those people. Yeah. Um, they were his. They were his buddies, yeah. more or less. Too bad he didn't hang with them more than he did with whom he was with.
I am so comfortable. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's why I say, and I'll say it again. It's just absolutely ridiculous to even contemplate that Elvis could have been uh, racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to stop. Yeah. And if people want to do something wonderful, if they have money that they want to spend, um, there is a, a Hungarian fan club group from Hungary who's trying desperately to put a statue, a bronze statue in a park that's named, in, it's in Budapest, and the park is named Elvis Presley Park okay. because of what he did for the, if they would like to do something, if they could help out getting that, I would really love that. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes. And they can probably find the details online about that, can they? Yes, they can Google probably Hungarian fan club and it will pop up and then on on that site you will see the uh, the way to get some money for them for to get the uh, the bronze statue up in the park i mean to, for the hungarian people to actually want a park that shows how much elvis did for them yes um, and if he don't you know i thank god that my husband had the ability to be able to he never elvis never would have known unless my husband had told him what mm. that meant mm. and that was i it's not the nicest thing that i think we did for him was that so uh, the hungarian just just tell me one more time it, you can i believe google the hungarian fan club and it will come up um, okay and you will see the the advertising on there for for the statue and i can always put it up on my site and uh can send it to you yes please yeah oh another question i wanted to ask as well is uh, have you any photographs of you and elvis uh i did and in my travels between new york and um bermuda and the lifestyle that they have basically the pictures that i have disappeared yeah there weren't many yeah. there weren't many and uh, they were all t taken of course by when i first met him i didn't have a camera with me at other times he just whatever i had and there weren't many because i didn't i just wasn't that way i wasn't that kind of a fan with him that mm. oh i got to take my picture with you yeah. it was a little bit different for me yeah i don't know i wasn't shy but it was it was just different. So the few that I had, um, everything that I had from the fan clubs were all put away when I left for Bermuda, and somehow they basically everything disappeared, mm -hmm. which is tragic for me because it's hard for me without pictures to say, to prove that what I'm saying is true. Mm -hmm. If you have a picture, people, okay, yeah. 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 But... Um, well, these things the, these things happen, and, and lots of things always go missing in a move. Anyway, I, I can I can attest to that. And it didn't, like I said, it 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 wasn't that important to me until now, until my husband passed, that I go, oh, where is that stuff? Where did it go? Th thank you very much, Marilyn, for your time. It really is appreciated, and and please keep safe. Thank you very much. Steve, thank you for this opportunity. Um, Bless you, and you stay safe also. A huge thanks to Marilyn for sharing her Elvis stories with me. Please check out the links in the description box below about the Elvis Presley Park in Budapest that Marilyn spoke about. 
Don't forget to join me live on YouTube every Wednesday and Sunday for Elvis Fan Chat, the Elvis Fan of the Month quiz, with a monthly prize to be won for the most correct answers, and find out what song I have chosen as Elvis's Song of the Week. Until then, stay safe, and I hope you'll join me next time for another episode from Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. <laughs>